Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan. And today we're going to talk about the human genome. A few years ago, scientists made headlines by sequencing the human genome. News agencies reported that scientists had unraveled the blueprint of life and other sensationalized headlines. But what is a genome and what exactly does it mean to sequence it? Let's look beyond the hype. The first question is actually the trickiest to answer. Technically, the genome of an organism is the total of all hereditary information of that organism. As most of you probably know, inside each of our cells is a set of chromosomes, made of a kind of molecule called DNA. Most of our DNA is stored within the nucleus of each of our cells, but some DNA can also be stored in our mitochondria, those small cellular components that make energy. Different organisms have different numbers of chromosomes, For example, most humans have two sets of 23 chromosomes. One set comes from their father, and the other from their mother. Strawberries are interesting in that while they have seven chromosomes, they can have either two, four, six, eight, or even 12 sets of those seven chromosomes, depending on the exact species. The common garden strawberry has eight sets of chromosomes. Female honeybees have two sets of 16 chromosomes, while males only have one set of 16. Broadly speaking, there are two types of chromosomes, autosomes and sex chromosomes, sometimes called allosomes. Most humans have two sets of 22 autosomes, one from their mother and one from their father, as well as two sex chromosomes. The set of sex chromosomes you have determine your gender. Human males typically have one X and one Y sex chromosome. The X comes from their mother and the Y from their father, while females have two X chromosomes, one each from their mother and father. And if that's not confusing enough, while many organisms follow the same XY chromosome for sex determination as humans, not all of them do. For example, female cockroaches have two X chromosomes, while males have only one. No Y chromosomes are involved at all. Male birds, on the other hand, have two Z chromosomes, while female birds have a Z and a W chromosome. So what does that all have to do with sequencing? Well, typically, when scientists talk about sequencing a genome, They mean they have sequenced one copy of each autosome and one copy of each sex chromosome. So sequencing the human genome would mean sequencing one copy each of the 22 autosomes, the chromosomes that are the same whether you're male or female, and one copy each of the X and Y sex chromosomes. Now, as you might remember from high school, DNA is a long molecule that's sort of like a big rope ladder. Each side of the ladder is made of four different types of pieces called nucleotides. The four nucleotides are guanine, adenine, thiamine, and cytosine. But that can get a bit wordy, so we usually just abbreviate them as G, A, T, and C. The rungs of the DNA ladder are formed when associated bases on either side stick together. Guanine binds to cytosine, and adenine binds to thiamine. 
Each of these ladder rungs is called a base pair because they are made of a pair of nucleotide bases. Now there are lots and lots of these base pairs in a chromosome. In the largest human chromosome, called chromosome number one, there are around 250 million of these nucleotide base pairs. If you combine the base pairs found in the entire human genome, which again is one copy of each of the autosomes and one copy of each sex chromosome, you would have around 3.2 billion base pairs. That means that given the fact that the largest Harry Potter book, Order of the Phoenix, has about 1.6 million letters in it, you would need 200 copies of that book to fit the entire human genome sequence inside. That would be a stack of Harry Potter books about three stories tall. That's a lot of Harry Potter. Unfortunately, the technology to extract and read these long strands of DNA in their entirety doesn't exist yet. Instead, scientists have to take the chromosomes and chop them up. Then they read each piece and try to put them all back together again. The process for doing this is a bit complicated, but in the end, we end up with the entire genetic sequence. Unfortunately, the genetic sequence on its own doesn't really tell us anything. Eric Lander, one of the scientists involved in the Human Genome Project, said it best. If you take an airplane, a Boeing 777, I think it has 100,000 parts. If I give you a parts list for the Boeing 777, in one sense, you'd know a lot. You'd know 100,000 components that have got to be there, screws and wires and the rudders and things like that. On the other hand, I bet you wouldn't know how to put it together, and I bet you wouldn't know why it flies. And so now you know a little more about what's meant by sequencing a genome. So what good is this if the sequence doesn't tell us anything? Well, by studying the sequence and the proteins that come from it, we've already learned a lot, such as which parts of the genome are involved in certain diseases. The next step, the part that scientists all over the world are currently working on, is to determine what every part of the genome does, a process called annotation. Once they figure that out, they'll have a better understanding of how different diseases work and the types of treatments and medicines needed to treat them. If you liked today's episode, please go and become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. As always, if you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, hop on our website and send me an email. Until next time, I'm Lee Phelan with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.